My name is Ava Andrews, and like you, I serve in local church worship ministry. It's a joy to sing, worship, and help lead in the church, and that's why we're so passionate about the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Each episode is an opportunity to focus on practical aspects of local church ministry. We're glad you've joined us today. We're praying for you, and for now, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. My name is Tim Price, and I'm here with Ava Andrews. How's it going, Ava? It's going good. That's good. Before we jump into just talking about a few of these things we jotted down, I I was just thinking about the fact that God wires everybody up in unique ways and gives everybody these giftedness. We are all connected because we're able to do music or sound or videos or tech. And so we've got mm-hmm. this large team of people who are together every week, midweek, weekends, and we basically accomplish for the church and leadership in worship ministry. But within that group and our connection as um, a worship team, everybody's got these distinct sort of personalities. And so I was just thinking about a few of these. And um, here's a couple that I noticed in you and thought I'd just see if you notice them or if you can talk about them or say anything about them. So one of them is that when we aren't singing, like you get there in the morning, 745, you run through everything, get everything ready, and then we got time to sit down for a minute before mm-hmm. church actually begins. Um, there are various levels of interaction and conversation. Some people are morning people, some people aren't. But I always notice that you seem to be listening to somebody. So I'm not sure if like you draw people in and all of a sudden they tell you a story or if you just stand there and approach somebody and then wait for them to start talking. But somehow you are a great audience of like laughing at people's stories and jokes. <laughs> and so that's just one interesting component. And I, so I just thought I'd, I'd see if is that something you notice or something that you intentionally do or just the way you are. I think it's just the way I am. I mean, I'm super introverted, so I don't like talking to people in general. So I just kind of stand around and somebody eventually comes up to me and says something. And then we start a conversation and it's normally pretty awkward, but it's okay. Um, Especially, you know, eight o'clock in the morning when I'm like half asleep. But um, yeah, I mean, I do like listening to people. Um, I think that's one of my gifts just as a person like you know I don't have a lot to say so I'm not going to say anything and if somebody has something to say I'll I'll hear it I don't care so what <laughs> I'll, I'll hear it <laughs> I have ears I may not listen to you but I'll hear you <laughs> <laughs> so what this idea of being introverted how, how does introverted gifts play into worship ministry uh, versus somebody that's extroverted gifts play into worship ministry you mean like like on stage Just in general. Just in general. Yeah, just Um, like interaction of team members. Well, I feel like most worship leaders that I know are like really talkative people, um, just in general. Well, do you have to, do you feel like you have to be talkative in order to be an effective worship leader? Not really. I think you have to have an idea of what you're going to, like you have to, if you're not, if, if you're not a super talkative person, you might have to prepare a little more, like when you're actually doing the leading of worship. And sometimes you if know. you're a talkative person, you need to prepare. Otherwise I mean, you that, sit there and just rattle on. I mean, that is true. That's almost I know, worse. I, I know some people that do that. <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm on stage or just in general? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I thought I was pretty concise on stage half the time. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. That is really good to hear <laughs> on a podcast in front of everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> I, 
I think you're an effective worship leader because you engage people and mm-hmm. you have a sense of comfortability and everybody likes to follow you. Yeah. But sometimes you don't like to talk. No. So you'd be on the line that would say you need to prepare before you would jump yeah. into anything. I'm definitely more of like an action type person. Like I feel like I lead people with my hands with your being <laughs> and my face and not necessarily with my words. And I might need to work on that, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, I feel like some people struggle with that, you know? Yeah. So, I'm well, thankful. what would it take to learn it? To learn how to talk? <laughs> to, learn, to learn how to, I mean, would it just take preparation or would it take somebody saying? Um, maybe a little like guidance and just like in the beginning, like, or like bef- like during practice or before. But I think just some like self-reflection and some prayer and sleep. Sleep's also nice. Sometimes when I don't get sleep, I definitely don't want to talk in the morning. Yeah. But, you know. So if you, yeah. So, I've, and, and there's a lot to be said for planning out, preparing what is going to be said from the stage, mm-hmm. because otherwise it can just be yeah, total just, chaos. Yeah. And, yeah. and especially is true for a church. And at other times we are in the world of harvest ministry, where if somebody's going to make something up on the fly, then it's better if it's the person that's sort of leading or in charge of the outcome, as opposed to putting a worship team up there and saying, all right, we got a spot here, say whatever you want. Like it's right. better for the whole church for there to be flow to that. Mm-hmm, instead definitely. Of just, we need structure. And we also don't want to be like a DJ, like now our next song is and, <laughs> yeah, and that no. kind of stuff. So we kind of got off the personality part, except that just because somebody's introverted doesn't mean they don't have to at times yeah. take the reins and help usher people or lead people in a certain mm-hmm. direction. So that'll be fun to keep working mm-hmm. on that. So basically what I've come away with here is that I need to not talk as much and you need to talk more. <laughs> We need, to, we need to find a balance. What we're going to do now is um, talk about poise. And poise is basically uh, one definition, at least I heard once, was just being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And so I was just going to see if there's anything to that in, in personalities of, of just worship ministry. So it seems to me that you have poise and you, um, you know, I, I can't remember all the different opportunities we've had to, to sing, but at times like the time you use like a bandana belt at the little camp and watch them call it. Or the one time I remember you wore some kind of jacket and you're like, Oh, if I stand this way, this jacket's going to be crooked. And so you like <laughs> tried to fix it. And then other times you haven't really cared at all. It's kind of like you've just natural no matter what. So what do you, what do you think about poise in worship ministry and just being comfortable? Well, I think poise in general, I mean, you have to be comfortable in your own skin, but it also comes from just like learned, etiquette and like how you present yourself to people so like I mean with my background in dance and theater I feel like I have more poise because I kind of have to be physically on a lot yeah so I I have decent posture and stuff so I mean that helps because confidence is different than poise yeah but in a sense it's the same but yeah you have to carry yourself a certain way and sometimes that takes a little bit of extra like woo. I don't know if that made any sense whatsoever. <laughs> well, there's confidence on stage and there's yeah. poise on stage. But what is there anything to poise? Um, when you say poise long enough, it starts sounding like a, a weird word. It like, kind of sounds like moist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is there anything to poise 
off stage? Like what type of attributes need to happen so that you've, you are carrying yourself well off stage as a worship leader? Being present is very important. And that's a big part of having good poise and etiquette and manners. Yeah. And it also leads to, which this could go a million directions, I know, but Mm -hmm. it also leads to just how you go off stage and what you do. Mm-hmm. So if you walk off stage and like you just described, you think, oh, I was just on stage. I'm cool. I'm going to go back here to this room and wait till the preacher's done or, yeah. uh, or any other number of things, go stand off the side or go back to the back, start talking to somebody or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like a sort of a etiquette and a poise to worship leader would be to come off stage and, and be a part and of the be congregation a part of as something. Well. And you can stand somewhere. I mean, like you can't listen to four sermons in one day, so mm-hmm. you can, but it, you know, at some point it might be something else you can yeah, go you do. You just but, don't want to look like you're like being, you're like, you're separate from everybody else. Cause yeah. that's not true. That's, that's huge. We already talked about this a little bit, but life off stage, people watch as much as they do on stage. Mm-hmm. So some of this personality stuff shows up in other times besides just being, you know, singing and leading people with our actions and words and face and energy and all that. And I just wonder what, um, what kind of thoughts you have about that in terms of social media or people just seeing you somewhere. I mean, how does, how does living life off stage impact or, or is a result of on stage? Well, I mean, we could go into this. I mean, I feel like this is talked about a lot in church. Like you don't want to be a totally different person just it doesn't matter like where you are in the church or who you are in the church or whatever but you don't want to be like a horrible person on social media and like you don't want to be rude like just in real life you want to be like a your normal christian self that you would be on sunday you shouldn't change just to be on stage and stuff so do you think it's like unfair that worship leaders are judged differently in that regard or are they is everybody judged the same? Do you mean like like people in the church are judging the worship leaders based on what they do on stage? Well, like in some like you just said, we don't want to be a horrible person or you know be rude yeah. on social media, and then then come to church and sort of be different. But for the most part, people judge people on the stage more in those regards. So you know, like if if you're part of the worship team and you're singing and leading the church, and then on Monday you have the terrible social media post. It's yeah. like that's more noticeable because I mean, mm-hmm. is, well, that, they, is that they fair? They see you for they see you one way on stage. It's like, oh, that's well, I should be following that. And then it's like, then you go and you post something really horrible. The next day, it's like, oh, I followed that. Like, why would I? Then they don't want to engage with you anymore. Yeah, you know. So we're basically held to a different standard because the person. In a sense. So what do you think about that? Is that good? I mean, I wouldn't say it's bad necessarily because we when we want to be leaders in the church we want to show people what you know worshiping can really be yeah. like and that kind of stuff but we also don't want to you know want people to like be like oh the worship team wow they're so cool sign my autograph or something <laughs> like no that's not what we're here for <laughs> sign my autograph that'd be tough <laughs> <laughs> wait <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you put yeah, a book at the end of that, sense. it'd work. Like, yeah. Who has an autograph book anymore? I, I don't know. Our conversation just made me think this is nowhere listed on here, but the person that's just sitting in church in the congregation near you, nobody hardly thinks too much about, you know, unless they're connected somehow to somebody, nobody thinks too much about what they said on mm-hmm. social media. 
but there is some sort of standard to leaders in the church, like people who are on stage, like you just said, and that just seems interesting, but mm-hmm. that all goes into people want to follow something. And if you, if the person they're following, isn't going to believe the same thing or if they're going to change. All right. So basically as we wind down here, there's room for all different types. There's room for the wild hair, crazy out in your face kind of worship leaders because you need people like that to help engage people. And there's room for people who are coming about it a little more simply, or I don't know what the opposite of that is, but a little more calmly reverent reverent in their personality. What, What kind of encouragement would you give to somebody who feels like they might have a call to be a worship leader, but they feel like scared to be in front of people? There's nothing wrong with being scared to be in front of people. That's a very real fear that people have. Just know that like, if you're doing it, if you're in church, it's going to be different than if you go out to a karaoke bar and sing. You know, like people, like if you're in church like people, and you're singing and people are going to be happy that you're up there and that you're worshiping and they want to see you love God. They want to see just the words of God coming out of your mouth. And that's what they're worried about, you know. Um, churches should be a non-judgment zone. I mean, that might not be, that might not always be the case. That's a different issue. But, yep. you know. That's good. Shouldn't worry about it in the church, at least. What benefits does a calmer worship leader bring to the church? Can you think of any? Um, yeah. I mean, I think there are definitely some people that just prefer to stand there. You know, they don't want to be like, they don't want their worship leader to be like, clap your hands and jump up and down and whip your hair back and forth. Like, they don't want that. They just want to stand there and they want to sing and they want to worship in the, in inside, not necessarily outside. And I think some people really appreciate that. Thanks, Ava. Mainly, I just wanted to let you know that we appreciate your ministry and all oh, the stuff that you do. And, you. and we know that everybody comes at it with a different angle. And you've made a big impact here. All right. So thanks again, Ava, for joining us. And thank you for listening to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. So glad that you've been here today. And mm-hmm. we look forward to um, joining you again next time. And I think that's it. I kind of lost my train of thought. We can always cut it back in and cut it back out. Oh, that's true. To definitely keep this part. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I was going to say like. What's the difference between a good joke and a bad joke? Timing. Yeah. <laughs>